0: Round 2 Fight A Kindergarten Memoir. I survived the first month of a new school year, and doing so wasn't easy. Bigger class, behavior problems, not enough books, COVID 19, and an outside provider who called the cops on me. Why did I sign up for another round again? I'm not sure. I had my laziest summer of the last three summers, and doing nothing was easier than doing something. Much of this story has to do with the Pledge of Allegiance, so let me say that if my students were old enough to have an opinion on saying the pledge in class, then I would support whatever their hearts told them to do, participate, or protest. I personally have not been patriotic since I watched Al Gore win the presidency and not become our environmentally conscious president, and see the pledge as a vestigial custom still performed in classrooms as part of the indoctrination into American exceptionalism, also known as wage slavery. However, pledge is one of our classroom jobs that changes every week, and the pledge leader gets to unfurl the flag, ask everybody to rise from the rug, place their hand over their heart, say the pledge, return the flag to its shelf, and permit everybody to sit down again. The whole thing is honestly pretty cute. The only day we don't say the Pledge of Allegiance is on Friday, because on Fridays the fifth grade teacher and her class lead a morning assembly that includes the pledge. We didn't have an assembly the first week of school, but started the second week. The wonky new fifth grade class rushed through the pledge at a breakneck pace that threw off the other grades who all tried to speed up to match the mistake. I was proud that my class, for all its problems, said the pledge correctly. My kids said the last two lines loudly and confidently after the other classes had finished the watered-down version. Except instead of acknowledging that her class recited the pledge like a bunch of crazed bonobos, the fifth-grade teacher commented, Let's try and say the pledge slower next week while the kindergartners are still learning it. Excuse me, but what in the gaslighting hell? She turned that comment into a pre-pledge announcement she's been repeating every week. But I had bigger fish to fry. My new class was a disaster. Last year, I had 18 students until Christmas, then 17 students for the rest of the year. This year, I started with 22 students. I have moms who hang out the entire morning recess, line up with their students, and don't leave until their children cross the threshold into class. The kids don't have separation anxiety, but the parents do. I have one mom who likes to remind me that we matched on Tinder over the summer, although that's pretty funny. We both handled it maturely. Hey... I think you teach at my kid's school. That's my worst nightmare. I don't think this is going to work out. No worries, Mr. Kincaid. Last year, I had two geniuses. This year, I have four geniuses. Unfortunately, the students sitting on the gifted side of the bell-shaped curve are frequently stuck waiting on me to resolve behavior problems. While I do have more geniuses, I have way more maladjusted students. I didn't really have behavior problems last year and was wondering if that class was exceptional. And it was. Those students, now first graders still seek me out for hugs and conversation. And I really miss being their teacher. Hopefully by the end of this year, my current group of students and I will think as highly of each other. Last year, I never had to physically restrain a student. This year, I had to physically restrain the same student every day for three weeks. I had one profoundly disturbed young man who could not handle delayed gratification at all. He saw toys in the room and walked over to them. Once redirected away from the toys, he would throw himself on the floor, kicking and screaming, then start attacking other students. Seriously, they shielded themselves with backpacks. Because I worked in group homes, I've been trained in safe physical restraints. Funny enough, like some Jason Bourne movie magic, the moves immediately returned to me as soon as this kid armed himself with our stapler and tape dispenser. My safety and crisis management instructor back in the day would say, swim, swim, as he demonstrated weaving and sewing your arms around a youth's torso, trying to grab their fists, not wrists, so you don't leave bruises as you pull their limbs into their body. I always had to play the part of a youth since my group home coworkers were obese and training days guaranteed I got covered in every staff's smelly sweat. When my disturbed student threw the tape dispenser and stapler across the room, my old instincts activated. Swim! Swim! And I immediately caught him in a flawless upper torso assist. Now, you might think permanently removing a kid like this from class is easy, but no, it's a process. Once he was gone for good, his mom and therapist called the cops on me for a small bruise on his inner wrist that looked more like a bite mark. I guess if Tucson Police Department ever investigates that, a year will have passed, and I'll be living in another state. Offloading the most dangerous student was a relief, but he had successors. Miss Bruna and I had our hands full, but worst of all, we weren't in sync like we were last year. My observation is that Miss Bruna, my class aide, is happiest when she is organizing stuff, alphabetizing stuff, and rummaging through stuff that might become useful at a later date. In the new world order, she struggles because I repeatedly tell her everything can wait, just watch kids. She will watch them for five minutes, think they are okay, and then disappear to see if the kitchen has half a bag of straws she can cut in half and enough paper plates to maybe do a blow paint picture. Just watch kids. Miss Bruna and her retired military husband are also remodeling their kitchen and bathroom, something that brings her a lot of happiness, so she is constantly dipping out of class to answer calls from contractors. Just watch kids. I also don't feel as supported by the office this year. In one slight, I found out that one of my class moms called the office and reported a massive bed bug infestation at home. The same mom was shocked when she mentioned this outbreak to me a week later and learned the office never relayed her warning. I absolutely would have been taking precautions at home, such as undressing at the door and immediately washing my clothes. How do you come back from something like that? I considered quitting while I was out with COVID, since I do finally have a plan to leave the state as soon as I quit, get fired, or finish the school year. But ultimately, I couldn't live with myself if I abandoned Miss Bruna. Her husband's pension pays the bills, and her school income pays for the house upgrades. I did hope Miss Bruna's week subbing for me taught her to just watch kids. I missed a whole week of school with COVID, then went back on a Friday. As I stood on the playground wearing my mask, many of my students came running up with hugs and comments about how much they missed me. I was touched that after just a month of school, a week without me was noticeable in some way. I guess I missed them too. Many of them shared that their mom, dad, or other relative also has COVID, and I suddenly felt grateful that I've now got at least eight months of antibodies. The Friday assembly started, and the 5th grade teacher immediately gave her pre-pledge warning. Let's say the pledge nice and slow, because the kindergartners are still learning it. Look how little they are. We need to say the word slowly for them. This nonsense again. The pledge has a pace that is accepted in popular culture. The 5th graders race through it. I felt heated the whole assembly and of course Miss Bruna was nowhere to be seen since I was back on duty after the assembly I asked my class to circle up in our room Miss Bruna came in the side door to join us and I couldn't help myself but tell her about another assembly diss the fifth grade teacher still thinks we don't know the pledge well Miss Bruna thought for a second let's fix that everyone line up again the kids all lined up at the door, and Miss Bruna gave our classroom flag to the week's pledge leader. We walked in the straightest line we've ever accomplished past third grade, past fourth grade, and right into fifth grade. Excuse us, said Miss Bruna to the fifth grade teacher and students, but we have something to show you. Everybody sit down like we do in the morning. Once my class formed itself into a little circle, like the one we sit in back home across the campus, Miss Bruna nodded to our pledge leader. He stood up and unfurled the flag, asked everyone to rise, placed their hand over their heart, and he led a pitch-perfect pledge before allowing everyone to sit down again. Kindergarten, line up, said Miss Bruna, and we left with our dignity restored. I was damn proud of Miss Bruna. I was damn proud of my new students. I think we finally became a class.